Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor the Meditator Scott. Yes, I am meditating right now. You see my hands in that in that typical om typical <laughs> if if dare I say stereotypical stereotypical. Uh, <laughs> yep, it's typical in both ears. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's. I just decided that's a new bit. I'm going to give you a new nickname each week. I just got it. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> I think we're going to jump into some click pitch. This is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us. And on the count of three, two, one, click. We're going to press refresh. We're going to get a new word. We're going to bounce them off each other. Like a game of uh, wall tennis. Yes. Is that a thing? Like a game of wall tennis. Exactly. And uh, once we've both hit them around a bit, a game will appear magically on the wall. Yes. Yeah. It's improv, guys. We're going to just going to riff on it. Yeah. Three, two, one, refresh. Mm Mm-hmm. Kilobyte. Ditch. Ditch? Ditch. D-I-T-C-H. Okay. I do like kilobyte because that's giving me kind of like a- What's a digital ditch? Well, like, I do like kilobyte, but also as I was saying it, I realized it sounds like kilobyte. And I wonder if it's like some sort of sl- like murderous machine called kilobyte. Yeah. Um, old technology because we don't really talk in kilobytes anymore. So, I think, yeah, maybe 80s or 90s. Yeah, yeah. This is the this is uh, this is exactly when Bill Gates said we would never need more than six hundred forty kilobytes. Yes, of memory because uh, conventional memory. Men- memory. Yep. Uh, and this machine took uh, offense. Yes. At that, uh, and, and uh, thought took Bill offense Gates was saying he he stole like a, yeah, a exactly a like a, pa- fence. a yep. paling fence or yeah. Uh, it took a paling fence, turned it into an impaling fence. When yes, killed Bill Gates, yes. and now we're in an alternate history where Microsoft ended there. Ended right there, yeah. At uh, MS DOS uh, 3.2 or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Didn't, uh, get, didn't get to those weird ads starring Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and the unfortunately uh, recently passed Matthew Perry in yes. the Windows 95. Mm. R.I.P. Um, but look, in this alternate universe, maybe it's still alive. <laughs> maybe it's Jennifer Aniston who died in the, in the computer apocalypse. <laughs> I'm not wishing death. I'm just saying it's possible. So, what would an alternate history look like without Microsoft is apparently the premise here now. Okay. Uh, that we've okay. gotten to. Okay. I do is like this, that. Is this where, uh, like- Apple Macintosh became more popular early on, or did a third sort of piece, home PC contender? Um, I think Linux just came up and, and became, like, the mm. the operating system of choice. Or is it even better to say it was OS2 Warp? Yeah, it could be. It could be. I uh, My dad still had, probably has a box of OS2 Warp uh, operating system on his- uh, <laughs> On his shelf, your, your dad and all his his <laughs> weird like 
weird decisions to to pick up like, <laughs> like oh yeah the wacky, the weird and wacky stuff in the in the computer world <laughs> yeah i'm surprised he doesn't have like a betamax player and a fucking hd dvd and a laser disc or does yeah, he have no, one and always <laughs> no he doesn't know no he's he's always he's not really been uh media as such yeah, as true. much as just yeah. computery yeah software bits uh but enough about my dad uh <laughs> so your dad <laughs> becomes my like dad the leader is of- the new bill gates yeah <laughs> he came up with a new a new os um like when i was two three yeah i was three basically yeah i was three or it was a new linux kernel that um just took off yes okay but i think i think whatever did take off was clearly then developed by the machines themselves. It's yes. some sort of artificial yes. intelligence then. Um, they went, they killed Bill Gates mm-hmm. uh, due to the offence at the 640k RAM uh, uh, remark and then diligently went away. Yeah. And they disappeared for a few years. Like, yes. People thought it was an isolated incident and then suddenly- uh, OS3. Uh, suddenly one day in, in the ditch, you see what looks to be like a discarded husk of- Mm. On like an older PC unit, and it's like mm. it's just the mm. discarded casings, mm. and you start thinking, "Oh, what this? This is weird, and it's not it's not contained to this one ditch. Like it's um, you oh, look out, like- and there's like a whole field of these discarded husks. Oh, as you look beyond the ditch yeah. into the field, okay. And then do you like go and pop the floppy out of the drive and? See the See, disc. I was I was three warp or you know whatever yeah. whatever the next thing. I was three S X ray, you know. I was three <laughs> WX. Yeah, disc one of sixty three. Exactly. Uh, no, disc one of sixty nine. Come on. <laughs> well, no. The C that sixty three is the sex number for computers. Okay, that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I forgot sixes and threes are. are you know, because they're well, divisible they're by just each the other. Way they, just, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's more exactly. It's the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so does this does this game then open up on the sort of cutscene or, or or at least maybe interactive cutscene of you, you know, seeing this computer in the ditch, seeing the field going up, getting this floppy, and then it like cuts to black mm-hmm. because you know, with an ominous, you know. Dun, dun, like a very lost dun, dun. thing. <laughs> no, not a law and order. Law and order. <laughs> I mean, it could be. <laughs> the Found. <laughs> OS3. X-Ray. <laughs> and, then, and then who do you play in the actual game then? You play Simon Gates, the son of Bill. Ooh, Okay. So, I'm thinking it's kind of like a Castlevania, Simon Belmont slash Simon Gates. Like, you just play, you know, another so person that Gates all family. That <laughs> after all that, is it- Oh, so you don't mean it's literally like a side-scroller or is it- oh, I think- Fuck it, yeah. Maybe, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a fucking side-scroller. Um, yeah. Just because that just now makes it even funnier. <laughs> yeah. No, it's you've got this whole ominous, like, pre-rendered, super detailed- Intro and, it's and then it cuts Dracula. you into a two, and then it cuts you into a two D. Yeah, it's just the screen with fangs on the bottom. <laughs> it's literally just digital Dracula, <laughs> and you're going through his castle, and it's and it's all like, remember the game Superplex? 
It's Superplex. Superplex. Oh my god, the name rings a bell, but I can't remember what it basically was Boulder like. Dash, but it was like a Pac-Man-y like character going through. If you remember what Boulder Dash was, like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So Superplex I was like a, a PC, similar one. PC version of that. That was. Yeah, kind of all all digital sort of stuff. I think yeah, I think okay. you've got kind of those sort of pixely pixely graphics with like circuit boards and shit in the background. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, this reminds me of like the Duke the original Duke Nukem or something. Yeah, but it was more of a puzzle game where yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just meant the style, the, particularly the like floppy disks and stuff. I didn't. You, I think you collected. Did you collect floppy disks in Duke Nukem or something yeah, like that? Yeah, you did. Yeah. God, I'm remembering all the old, all the old side scrollers now, and they're all PC, and they were all really bad. And oh yeah, there was something, yeah, that, there was something about the, the Apogee. PC PC like side scrollers. They just they weren't the same as as like a Nintendo or a C or a Sega. Like no, no. I mean, it, just the fact that you're playing with a mouse and keyboard, I think, made a big difference. And then. Well, most of the time yeah. it wasn't a mouse and keyboard. Most of the time it was keyboard and keyboard. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, just playing it with a keyboard. No, not a mouse, which had its own weird thing to it. Uh, and then you buy, you know, then you buy, you know, a, a joystick that goes into your into your sound card. You know, plugs in yeah. the back the joystick port, <laughs> and you know, I, I remember having my first digital joy- joystick that was sort of almost like a um like a NES sort of thing but it was more mm. I think I actually had one just with three buttons so it was more like a Mega Drive sort yep. of thing but it was like those buttons were never mapped properly and most of the time oh, no. like, well because they didn't build games around that no really if any joystick they built it around the flight stick style one which was much more common um, anyway, okay. we've tangented. So, so, I think- no, I think the final boss. Oh, we're going to keep it going. Okay. Okay. Go final on. boss. The mm-hmm. way that you defeat it is you mm. have to actually hack in and just okay. fuck up the config.sys and auto accept. <laughs> 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 you basically- you Definitely. Got, you've got to reduce that conventional memory all the way down by getting rid of all those load highs and and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And but you do it via a centipede style, no, or like a Space Invaders style thing where you're shooting the characters specifically from yeah. the bottom. Yeah. 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 Because totally. it is literally like, it's the quintessential 80s and 90s kid knew that you don't fuck with those things unless you know oh, what yeah. you're doing. Because if you're a PC gamer, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're definitely showing our age here, but, you know, that's fine. That's who we are. What, we're hip 40-year-olds? Oh, yeah, totally. 43. Yeah. <laughs> You're 42, so... I'm an old bastard with grey hair. Yeah. But, hey, we're young at heart. Three to one. Three to one. Click. Click. <laughs> this is what I uh, went to school in. I'm so old. A stagecoach. Theatre. Oh, stagecoach and theatre. Okay, what's a very kind of old timey? I'm I'm thinking it's a travelling theatre. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like a pup, like a puppet theatre. I feel like a puppet theatre in a stagecoach. Yes. Ooh, mm. that that evokes like old timey sort of feel. 
Yeah, it almost feels like... Now, is it marionette uh, well, either, sort of puppets well, or is it... I was going to say, either puppet theatre or maybe, like, shadow theatre. Because I feel like you could do some fun stuff with moving things further or closer away to change the sizes of them. And, and I'm thinking one of the mechanics is about, like, if you've, like, attached a thing to the ceiling to make, like, a, I don't know, a bird or whatever... When you go over bumps, it like moves up and down. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm getting when you said you know shadow and and moving closer and further away and all that sort of stuff. Mm. I started thinking, what would like a limbo inside esque game mm. that mm. that is that was actually shadow theater that was actually all shadow theater and the powers of the game were is that your character can move further away or closer to the light and, for, and closer to the screen and, and change mm. in size in that respect. But as you move further away from the screen, you get blurrier. Exactly. Like you get- Yeah. Less definition. Yeah. I know. I kind of like the idea of just rolling shadows and all this sort of stuff and all the enemies are- all- you can see, like, the stick underneath it and as it sort of oh, comes yeah. in. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> But I think we still set it on a stagecoach. I think it's sort of framed. Like, yes. so most of, you've got most of the playing area, but you can, like, you can maybe even look to the sides sometimes and see the scenery rolling by as this- at, But the main game is played out on the shadow screen. Yeah. And then maybe you bring in, like, almost fourth wall breaking elements, as in breaking the fourth wall of the shadow theatre- um, where things from the real world, the stagecoach world, affected in some way. Yeah, like when um, it starts like, raining, so like it you, is got, you got to actually or, protect yeah, the um, or- you got to protect the the candle. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, cool. I, I like the idea of you know that you see the candle on the screen and you got to kind of you know hold the umbrella above it and <laughs> somehow <laughs> just protects it. And- <laughs> but yeah, or, or like I said, like going over a bridge. You know, it would be a, it would, it would be part of the scene that you're up to, obviously. Like you get to that point in the shadow game and it's like, oh, now the stagecoach is going over a bridge, um, or, or like a cobblestone area or something. So you get these regular bumps that affect the elements on the, on the stage. Yeah. And you have to like time it between the bumps or something and that sort of thing. You get those sorts of fun things. Yeah. I definitely see this as, as kind of like a, a very limited, um, inside limbo sort of game. Mm. <clears throat> yes. In the fact yes, that yes, it's yes. just- I a- think it could almost even be a a puzzle game uh, in a sense of like not scrolling in that way necessarily. Or, or like, I mean, I think it'd be distinct scenes, obviously, yeah. um, that you have to solve. But there are, there are like set pieces when you get to when you get to the next yeah. town and it's like it just so happens that you know <laughs> while you're moving it's one of those one of those stages which um you know it's an auto scroller that it just auto scrolls and you've got to keep up with it and you know you, you're sort of making your shadow yeah. character go over all the all the different sections and <laughs> yeah i mean that's true it could just be fairly traditional platforming in that sense um, how would the moving further away and coming closer work? Um, I think that's that's sort of more the puzzly sort of things. Like if if you do it normally, you know your character kind of becomes very big, but um, has a chance of, you know, it can only be away from the screen for so long before it starts like mm. um, 
not disintegrating as such, but maybe it gets too close it, it to the gets flame. Too close. Like, <laughs> yeah, catches on fire. <laughs> gets hot. Yeah, I mean, it could be. It could. Yeah, it could be a puzzle solving thing where maybe when you're in that stage, when you're in that phase of of larger and 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 less corporeal, that you can't like pick things up or. Yeah. But because you're taller, you can like jump and hit a button or whatever that is. Yeah. Something like that. And at at the start, it's like you don't really have much control. It's either you're fully, you're fully close to the screen or you're fully all the way back as far as you can go and you can only be so far back for, for a limited amount of time. Maybe there's some like, you know, um, the edge sort of, sort of thing as as it comes in. But then, you know, as you, as you go, uh, you get that more fine control so you can, mm, you know, mm. get those extra couple of spaces in between where you can get a little bit bigger and- And, and get through an area that you otherwise, yeah. That's cool. I really like that. That's kind of a fun I mean, game. I, I always, I always love a 2D-ish world or a fixed world with a frame, you know, a framing device. Exactly. More detail. That's just always a fun. Which is, which is, I think, why we we are gravitating towards the plucky squire, because it's oh yeah, yeah, such a cool idea that looks amazing. Yeah, check out the plucky squire. Like we don't have anything to do with it, but fuck, we wish we did. No, it looks great. (laughs) Coming out soon, I think. Next year, sometime. I can't wait. It's nearly. It's nearly next year. I know. (laughs) That'll be the year after. Three, two, one. Click. Childhood. Dispenser. <laughs> Childhood dispenser. Mm. Ooh. So, this is going to take you know, all of two seconds to really explain. Okay. But um, if you remember the first Dead Rising game. Yes. At any time throughout the game, you could choose to re- restart your progress. Yes. And yes. you would keep keep the level that you're already at. Yep. And move back and start to the beginning start of the game. And, and, you know, keep the things that you've already unlocked and all that sort of stuff. Yep. What if it was that, but life experience? So, at <laughs> okay. any time, you can restart over from childhood, but you now have extra- The knowledge, the skills. The knowledge that you, that you now know. And it's mm. sort of like, you play through these different sections of childhood, like- mm. um, just you know the big events and yeah it, it can be so slightly branching in the in the fact that um like if you if you happen to be become like the valedictorian you get to go down this other path of of this so there's a couple yeah. of things that are always going to happen and big events that are always going to happen but there's a couple of small scenes in between that if you happen to work out how to get into there you can yeah i think this could be done well as a mixture of some procedural stuff and uh but mostly i think scripted scenes in that way where yeah i very much like that idea of you play through these scenes stuff just plays out you've got like dialogue choices you've got you know the ability to to do certain interact with certain things in the environment first time round you don't you don't get much you don't have much it's like your fourth birthday or something and you're a child. You don't have much you can do. You can knock some shit over. You can play with someone. You can cry. And then it jumps to 
now it's like your primary school graduation or something and then it jumps to your, you know, getting drunk at a party or whatever, right? Yeah. Like you're going through different these different things. Maybe they're somewhat randomized or at least you get different ones depending on which run through you're like, you don't necessarily get the exact same ones every time. Um, maybe- because if you do something slightly different, you may not go down that path anymore. You may not, you may. Well, yeah, there is that. Of course. Yes. I, I obviously cognizant of that. We're obviously not building this, but if we were the, the combinatorial explosion that can come from <laughs> just providing branches at every point, but yes, I like that idea of there being these kind of different paths. And I think you don't know. I mean, and obviously we do this a lot where you try to hide something from the player. They're going to know what it is coming into the game because of the nature of video games these days. But you make a decision in one of them and you die. Mm. And then you get a like, you you know, you have died. Restart. Except it's in. Ga- it's It's like from the point of view of. You, you, I, I'm picturing this more as a third person thing, but yep. like maybe they see that in the world in front of them. Like it's not a UI for the player. It's a UI for the character. Yeah. So I think the character stands still as the body falls forwards and it's like, yeah. this is their soul. Yeah. And it's like, do you like <laughs> that didn't seem to go too New well. Game would, you, plus. <laughs> would, you, would you like a do over? Um, start from here. It's like. Start your, from your, last checkpoint. Your, your last <laughs> checkpoint. Was it your four progress years has old? Been, your progress has been <laughs> saved. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and you start yeah, again. For you, sure. you understand now. Okay, if I go down that path, I'm going to die of you know a drug overdose at some stage. Like so, you- yeah. But I think now, like even in that four year old one, now you've got more like more interaction choices come up. Yeah. If you practice the piano in some of the previous ones, then you can go up to the piano and like play the piano and you get a little scene of people going, what the hell? Why can this four-year-old play the piano? Yeah. Um, And it's like, that now opens up, you know, the potential to go to Juilliard. Like, because this is in the the United States. So, you're you're now a prodigy and, like, you end up there and you get get crushed by a piano because it turns out that on the (laughs) the way to Juilliard, like, your your character is just going to, it's going to get crushed by a piano if you go to Juilliard. You now know that. <laughs> like, um, I know I kind of like the idea of just being able to play around with that, that sort of thing that your character learns and has access to things that they already have, have done. And sometimes they're like, oh, you know what? It's not, it's not so good. But I think as you die and like, you actually have like a guardian angel who goes, this is weird. Like, you, your checkpoint should have been saved earlier, uh, like at a later stage than this. You keep on going back t- way too far, right? Like your save files corrupted. Yeah. So <laughs> they're they're trying to do some like it's like just go through another run. We'll try to fix it in the meantime, and hopefully you're <laughs> like. So basically, it's life the roguelike. Yeah. <laughs> and just the the idea of, you know. The, this guardian angel who's trying to help you out by, you know, when you die on the freeway and, the, and you're five years old, it's like, oh, the, you know, you really weren't supposed to die here. Like, we're going to have to send yeah. you back. Like, obviously, we'll get through this somehow. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, 
I know yeah, you, you can, I like you can play around quite quite a lot and you know have different tech support people each time that you die like they're checking in and, and sort of like kicking the body and going oh something's something's not mm. quite right here. all right turn it off and on again and do another run <laughs> this time can you just try one thing for me always select the second option <laughs> yeah. And then you run go through a whole run where you have to select the second dialogue option every time. It's the only thing that's actually turned on for that particular yeah. run. Like <laughs> I know. That could be actually kind of a fun a fun little thing. Like Yeah, I actually I'm I'm almost feeling like with those sort of developments that this would work better as like almost just a straight point and click adventure game without the system based without the procedural based stuff, because that adds a lot of complexity. Um that it is more just, okay, we've got these set 10 scenes or something, 10 moments, 10 vignettes, but they change every time because of the previous, yeah, because of the previous run-throughs. And then, yeah, these in-between bits with this angelic tech support um, <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on with your soul. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they've got, like- um in, in one of them, they've got this guy with, like, the plumber's crack sort of just l- kneeling down over the body, just, you know, poking and prodding. He's like, oh, I'm not sure exactly what's wrong here. Like, <laughs> with the backwards backwards cap and, you know, sort of the tool belt around. <laughs> yeah. And then your angel, your guardian angel comes and says, what the hell? You don't even work here. Get out of here. <laughs> just a random passerby. Oh, God. I I love that, actually. You could even, I mean- that's just a great concept. You could you could just about bring the number of scenes even way down and just- Like, if you wanted to lower the scope of that to build it, I reckon you could do two or three scenes even. Obviously, be, you know, it'd be yeah. somewhat better with more, but if you've got a few moments in it, like a few little things that play out in every in every scene- then it just then then it's in the writing of writing how they're different based on your prior knowledge and skills and yeah, I mean, it could all it could also work in like a, a roguelike sort of thing that every time that you die, you get another little vignette of of like, oh god, that doesn't that doesn't sound right. I'm going to send you back to the back to the start of this of this level. Um, just yeah, go back I, to think, the start. I think this, this time do this, and you know, and we'll we'll see if we can we can fix this for you. And so I like it as a framing device in general. You could definitely do it in a more traditional roguelike, but then I think the gameplay itself would need to be something a bit more also traditional in that sense of more combat based or something. Because I feel like if you're doing it so kind of conversation and story based, like it just adds too many options. But I, I mean, I love that idea even in a roguelike of, yeah, like- Oh, you you died again. Like, that's not meant to happen. Okay, I'm going to give you this skill. Um, We're going to unlock this for you. Let's let me get into the debug here and unlock it for you. Okay, (laughs) try it again. And like every that, and that's your unlock mechanism almost. Like, that's your mechanism of giving you more resources and giving you more things on subsequent runs. And if you happen to get all the way through it, and then you get to you get to the very end, you know, the guardian angel goes. That's much better. Let's see how you go in the next one. Ne- yeah, let's see if you run. can do it faster. <laughs> like <laughs> now, I'm invested. <laughs> now I'm invested. Um, in that second room, can you not kill anyone? Like, yeah, that's it. And then you've got exactly. Then you've got like little challenges like that that get you bonuses and different things. Like that's a that's a cool framing device. Even if the guardian angel's popping up, it's like, oh, you reached the second level of the dungeon. It's like, hey, oh, I was thinking. I had a thought. 
try, you know, not getting hit this whole level and uh, we'll see how that goes at the end. And, you know, you do that and to it's like- To give you oh, incentive, yeah, actually. if you do get hit, you instantly die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just fucking with you. <laughs> you get to the end, it's like, okay, yeah. You kind of screwed that up, didn't you? Um how about you go back? <laughs> but again, I love that in a roguelike, and maybe even not just one per- Like, I love the idea of hitting a level in a roguelike dungeon crawler and these two little fucking heads pop up and just start, like, jabbering away at you about- Yeah, but doing that sort of thing, giving you giving you challenges, giving you tips, unlocking things for you. Yeah. Unlocking things that you really shouldn't have access to. Like, it's like, this, this is true debug level shit, and it's- it's like yeah, but that's it. If the if the setting of it then is semi semi mundane, and but you're getting all these powers as you go through because it's just this angel trying to debug your life or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's in a combat RPG, you know, a combat roguelike. Okay, that's so we, cool. so we realised that there's no keys in this level. So what we're going to do is we're we're actually going to turn on no clip for you, but just beware if you do happen to go through, um through walls and not and not like doors i will have to kill you <laughs> you will take damage you will yeah. take a lot of damage like a lot but it's but how you, you can pass get through, through it's, it's how you can pass through the other doors because unfortunately um i misplaced my keys and yeah i just didn't have any to put in the in the level for you <laughs> yeah yeah so I love that. you've got the idea you can literally no clip through everything, but you just got to be careful because every time, every second that you spend in there, you're going to get hurt. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm actually now picturing it as like a as a first person roguelike shooter. Yeah, like you know those ones where with yeah, like if yeah, first person shooter roguelikes because yeah, I can just see I can see that working. With yeah. The, the little fucking angel popping so, up. That's cool. So, we, oh. we gave you unlimited ammo. Um, we think that might help. We think that might help. Uh, but the problem is it means that all the all the enemies also have unlimited ammo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could. Unfortunately, because- uh, Turns out that unlimited to, ammo for all, so- It's just a, bull, it's just a Boolean in the system, uh, and it applies ammo, yes, generically no. to, yeah, to all <laughs> ammo entities, so- we tried Sorry, ammo no, and it kind of sucked. It was all melee weapons. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try that on a different round. Maybe that's the solution. <laughs> um, by the way, don't kill anyone on the second level again, because um, one of them's Kevin, and I don't know which one. And Kevin is, is critical for- <laughs> Kevin, Kevin has gone in and possessed one of the, the enemies in that level just to, as part of the debug process, but he's, he's just stuck. So, uh, you can't kill anyone in that level just in case it's just in case Just in case it's Kevin, because if you kill Kevin- uh, He's our lead programmer. Like he's by the gonna- way, Kevin is God. Um- <laughs> <laughs> just a little nickname we have for him around the office. It's <laughs> just something about like I love that angelic tech support. Like yeah, <laughs> and different levels te- like checking in and stuff. It's like you know, oh, I'm gonna have to actually pass you on to my supervisor. <laughs> but you could yeah. also play around with um, you know, kind of like a uh, oh, what's his name? Who did? Uh, Pony Island, Daniel Mullins, mm. kind of like a Daniel Mullins of that's the first part of the game. You know, it's playing through this oh, sort okay. of thing, and then it yeah. can sort of 
change when you a actually bit finish when it, you- when you actually get through it, it's a completely different game. Yeah. <laughs> now um, it's a point and click adventure and you're in like the angelic tech support office. Yeah. <laughs> or you gotta you gotta take someone else through this. Like as in Oh, now you're you, doing you, the tech support. You, you're doing a tech support for for an AI player trying to help mm-hmm. them get through. Oh, I love that. Oh, let, let's go a little bit longer. Let- That's cool. Yeah, I love I, I love that. I love putting- I think you got a little bit of point and click in there just because I love the idea of it. Uh, and we talked about that in the beginning anyway. Um, but then, yeah, you, you sit down at a, at a desk and you're seeing what you were seeing- Yep. But on a screen now, and you've got all these debug commands and stuff that you yep. can start applying. Yeah, and you're applying it to to an AI player, and you you're like, yes. Oh, um, well, they're making it through this level quite easily, but you know, you see some things happening in in later levels. So how do you how do you keep you know your player away from from stuff going on behind the scenes. Yeah, that'd maybe- be really interesting then to try to balance that. Because obviously, you know, if you've got all these debug commands, you could just make them all powerful and, and you know, there has to be that balance to it. Um, but that if, you, if you're seeing the same sort of balancing act that you were getting while playing through it for the first time of like, yeah, you turn, you switch ammo to yep. unlimited and then all, everyone has unlimited ammo. You, you turn, you know, gravity down- um, but it affects like the lava in the level. So there's like globules of lava around that they have to dodge or something and their dexterity isn't high enough. I mean, if, if you could actually come up with a reason as to why these things need to actually be selected at a certain time and it's stuff going on behind the scenes that mm. like has nothing to do with the game. It's actually all about helping, you know, something else. Like another right. one of your angels, like uh, cleaning up some shit in the background, and they really need these things. And it's really not about the player at all. It's or like- it's or it's or it's that you're like managing three players at once, but anything you change affects all of all them, three. And there at are once, different yeah. points in it, so you can't like something you do for help one of them might hurt one of the others. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is. <laughs> This is one of the weirdest and most fucked up games that we've ever come up with, but it's so freaking good. And this is going to be one of one of the games that I think about. (laughs) Like, yes, this is going to be one of the games that I dream of making until I realize that I do not have the time or all the skills. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But at this point, just the fact that we can do a Daniel Mullins esque. You know, change. I mean, I love, I love that. I love the idea of a, you know, a frog fractions or a, yeah, like a fucking inscription or whatever. Where? Or a pony, or a pony island. Like, yeah, yeah, the gameplay just completely changes without you expecting it, and it's take just changes the perspective on the whole game. Mm. Especially when it when it goes from that first person view to a first person view of a top down view sort of thing, like where you're you're seeing the three people on the map at the same time, and oh yeah, 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 yeah. You still see what you still see the first person view that they have, but that's in one window, and then you've got like yeah, the top down map view of them. You've got your debug commands, you've got your you know code stability or something that you have to manage to. You know, as you the system stability or something, you can't turn on too many things because it will it yeah. will cause weird things to happen and glitches and stuff. <laughs> I, I just I love the idea that it's like one of the characters that you're helping through is Kevin. It's it's <laughs> he's like, stuck in it. He's still stuck in it. Oh, he, he's he's stuck in it. And then the whole thing is, 
oh no, all these powers are actually just to help Kevin. Right. But it happens to be that you got to give it to these other two people as well. So yeah. it's like you got to almost make it hard and make sure that they're going to die so that you can you can give the no, next command to um right. You can give the next command to Kevin so he can get to get through this level himself. That's really funny. Um cool. That's cool. That's I love really- that. I love when we hit a good game right at the end and go over. Yeah. Um, me too. That's fine. I want to I want to make that. Okay. If you would like to find us online, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. All of our previous episodes are there. Shoot us a review. Let us know uh, if we should have done another 15 minutes on that game. Mm, probably not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who could have? If you like the song that we play at the start and end of each episode, that song is called Mount Defiance and it's off the album Containment Failure. Uh, it can be found on Bandcamp, although I'm not sure for how long, given that uh, uh-huh. Epic has Epic sold it off, sold it off, and it's kind of been, you know, going a bit weird. So, Ben, you'll have to look into seeing whether we need to move containment value oh, to something else. S three, <laughs> it's just going to be a link to a zip file, <laughs> along with the other stuff from Coradust, which there's, you know, there's a few things there. If you want to find that album online, go to Amazon AWS dot S three. <laughs> dot a three crew three <laughs> that's right so thank you again for joining us this week on pistol my bits i'm travis cup and um yeah so uh we're gonna need you to to just like stop the podcast now like mm-hmm. if you if you listen to the end song this time um yeah you're probably gonna die instantly so just stop it before i guess